This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. We waited 2,203 days for a Breaking Bad movie, and it's finally out. Was it worth the wait? Where does it go from here? We break it all down next. I'm Maria Menounos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, We are back. We're not in the meth business. We're not in the money business. We're in the TV and movie discussion business. And we're breaking down that today. TV, movie. I don't know where this particularly lies. It's like one of the Netflix movies. I don't know where. Is this TV? Is this movie? El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie. Breaking it down here. Going through various things about plot points and discussion. We'll talk a lot about that. I'm your host, Michael Klaus. I'm your moderator. You obviously are uh, very excited as we are to be able to talk about this. And I'm joined by some amazing people to help me do that. Katie Kawamato, who Breaking Bad was allegedly rumored to be filmed in your hometown of Fresno. Correct. You gotta be excited. I mean, it was so close. Yeah, it would have been cool because in in college, I could have been an extra on it. Oh, would have been great. And to her left, Ashley Cheney. She also puts her age in bacon uh, on her breakfast. Right, every year. So I'm only, you know, 22 ever on my pancakes. (laughs) (laughs) And then to her left, Stephen Lemieux, who produced the original Breaking Bad after show, the entirety of it here on AfterBuzz TV six years ago. Yeah, that was. Fun. It was crazy. John Comerford, Steve Bottomley, Kevin Undergaro, Matt Lieberman. There was a great panel for for that coverage. Wow. It's crazy. I mean, as we said, 2,203 days. Six years ago was when this uh, series ended. Now back. Uh, I want to get everyone's initial thoughts uh, and as we break into it. But first, just so you guys know what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about uh, what everyone's kind of expectations were going into this. Did we think that it would be as condensed and where it would pick up? Going to be going through the cameos. Obviously, so many people. Brian Cranston, Jonathan Banks, Charles Baker in there. So many different people. Talking about Jesse's, uh, obviously wanting to escape everything was kind of a plot point throughout escaping his family, uh, escaping the law, his past, everything. Going to be talking about the secrecy behind actually making the movie and certainly the the news and reaction to Robert Forster passing away. We'll share some of the cast reactions. But overall thoughts from everyone after watching this El Camino. 
I was really nervous at first because you're like, are you going to continue a story and kind of like ruin it? But it was, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. It was what I wanted it to be if yeah. I were to continue it. So Ashley? Yeah. Well, it was so scary because, I, you know, if you ask me, Breaking Bad ended so perfectly. It was the perfect ending. It was like, don't don't mess up that up, mm. you guys. And I think they did absolute justice. I think this was a performance of Aaron Paul's career. Uh, and I loved it. Couldn't say. Wow. Yeah, truly. I thought it was really smart. It was two episodes of TV packed into one movie. And if they had ended Breaking Bad with this as an epilogue, it would have made everyone angry. I think the only fact that we love this so much is because they let time to ruminate, and you'd be like, well, I wonder what happened to Jesse. And now you're like, okay, let's get this awesome epilogue of the show and see what happened to Jesse. But honestly, would you have been happy if they had aired these as two more episodes on this final season? No. Yeah. I actually, I'm shocked of hearing, I feel like I'm the only one who is looking at Are it you and disappointed? like, nah. Really? Like I was, I mean, six years. I don't know if it was like the built up of like, oh my goodness, what could they do? Is it going to do something of an advance in a new direction? And like Stephen said, it really was almost like two episodes. And I, mm. it, for the build up of they're coming back, it's going to be this. It's going to be well, is Walter alive? Is just I don't to, know. just to stop you on that? Not to really tell you you're wrong, but like there wasn't <laughs> much build up. They didn't. That, they didn't say they was build up by I, fans. Yeah, and I think that's why they didn't announce it the way they, they usually do. I think that's why they didn't try to like build up a year of hype or six months of hype. They said, "Hey, it's already filmed. Here's this trailer about Skinny Pete referencing that it's going to be Jesse." Yep. And here it is, like two weeks, three weeks later. It was a really quick. Uh, announcement to release. I yep. don't think they wanted to hype it up to a certain yeah. degree because I think it's just supposed to be an epilogue with Jesse Pinkman. Anyone who's ever wondered, this is what it is, but you're not going to be getting the same, you know, the same kind of thing. Although yeah. I will say, I feel like there were moments. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. That it, while it wasn't a TV show in my mind, it was very much a movie. I mean, it released in theaters. It felt theatrical to me across the board. There were moments, like between characters, where I was like, "Oh yes, this, this is taking me back to what it felt like to watch the show." I mm-hmm. felt like, particularly moments with Skinny Pete and Badger, I felt like we were back in the show. Directed awesome. and written by Vince Gilligan. Yeah. So. yeah. What were your expectations going in? I feel like that's a very important place to start because, as I said, it was so quick, yes. and there's been talk for six years about this. What did each of you expect this movie to be about? How long it would last? Who would be coming back? I'll, I'll start. I'll go ahead. I mean, it did snuck up on me, and I'm a fan, a huge fan of the show, and it snuck up on me. You know, to your points, even about them not making a whole um, sort of big to do about it. So it snuck up on me, and I was so pleasantly, obviously, surprised with with how it turned out. So my expectations once I heard about it were. Um, I wanted to see if they were going to bring Brian Cranston back as alive. Um, so that was a big one for me. I thought, oh, are they going to see still alive? You know, that was that's kind of where I was. So I was um, happy there too, which we'll get into later. I was just really hoping they would finish Jesse's arc in the way that they did. Not not in the way they did, but all my expectations were they're either going to try to force Walt back, and it's going to suck, and it's going to be a money grab. Or it's going to be a well-done finishing of Jesse Pinkman's arc. Because hmm. he's the only character, really, that 
I mean, there's there's the two main characters. We know where everyone's at at the end of Breaking Bad, but it's not really a fair ending to him because you can watch him drive away in the car laughing maniacally, but everyone sane's going to think like, oh, they're just going to catch him immediately. So you don't really get that like nice feeling of Jesse's free, which is what I think they were really going for with that ending, but you didn't feel it as, as much how, as... How did you think it would uh, go? Because you said it wasn't exactly what you thought. How I thought this would go is... Honestly, I thought it would be similar to what it was. I thought it would be an ending to Jesse's tale and giving him the nice ending he deserves. I didn't know how they would do it, though. I didn't know if they were going to try to turn him into an action star or try to make it like craziness. I, what they did was they took Jesse and they took everything he learned from Walt and everything he learned from Mike and basically create, took the character from Lessons of Breaking Bad, this is who Jesse is now, this is how he escapes. And I thought it was really well done. You got all the moments you would have needed from the interactions with that character throughout the season compiled into one. Yeah. Katie, what were your expectations going in? I don't think I had a lot of expectations. I had worries. Um, I was like worried, you know, maybe they'll try to bring Walter back, like you said, because I'm like, that would kind of have lessened how great the finale was if that had been a right. thing. So we already knew the end of Walt's story. So I was happy that we got to see Jesse's end. Because, yeah, like Stephen also said, he rode off into the sunset, but depending on how you look at it, you're like, you don't know how it went. So I did I did like that they were very smart about how they continued the story. Because if they had done it badly, it would have just been yeah. not it was a, It was a high-risk, high-reward move. So it's 100%. Yeah. I don't think they would have gotten this movie if they hadn't done Better Call Saul. Because this really? movie was written in the same way that they write Mike Ehrmantraut's character in Better Call Saul. Mm-hmm. It was like... I feel like this movie was Vince was directing Better Call Saul and just had the epiphany of like, wait a second, we could do a movie with Jesse's character in that scene, in the same kind of way. Mm-hmm. A slow moving, doesn't need to be the huge maniacal craziness that Breaking Bad was at times, and just knock out a really solid two episode of TV and call it a movie. I will say y'all are winning me over a little bit. Maybe I went in with too high expectations. What I want to know what everyone who is listening thinks. We actually have a live chat if you're joining us on YouTube. Go and comment in there. We'll be asking questions throughout. Steven is going to be having the live chat open to be able to read your comments. If we ask a question, again, chime in. You're another co-host along with us. You're another panelist. And certainly you guys can also, if you're listening to this on Apple iTunes or Apple Podcasts, listen, share it out, tell a friend, be able to give us those five stars. We really appreciate it. Seemed like, as we've discussed a little bit, the main line throughout this was obviously Jesse's story and his closing of riding off into one sunset versus riding off uh, into the snow. (laughs) And it really seemed like he was just escaping and just trying to leave it all behind. Throughout the movie, was there was there any surprises with that, or did it seem like they kept that line throughout? I I, dis- I disagree that it's about leaving everything behind because really? the first scene really? we, the first scene we get of the movie is him talking to Mike Ermintrout on the riverbank, and Mike says, "You never get rid of it. You can't rewrite the past. So there's nothing he can leave behind. It's it's more about." Uh, and then bookending it with Walt's Walt thing, like, you're so lucky that you've done something great this earlier in your life. I think it's like Walt had his boring life, and then he had his exciting life. Jesse had his exciting life, and now he just needs to have a different life. It's not saying, when I say leave it in the behind, though, I don't mean forget about it. I right. mean, leave it in the past. He doesn't want it, in a, it throughout even him avoiding violence with the cop. Totally. All right, I'm done. Well, even the conversation that you're talking about that he was having in the, when the opening scene with uh, Mike, uh, that was he. That's when he was getting ready to leave, getting mm-hmm. ready to flee. So I mean, it was you know shrouded in this moment of him trying to run away from 
not that it was like not the honorable thing to do. I mean, it was it was a hard decision for him to make, but ultimately he's still physically and metaphorically leaving this life, this past behind. And I do yeah. think there's an arc to the way he leaves. Like by the end, we are all on board and rooting, and that's the very leaving that we want him to do. But there's there's even some articles where Vince was like, "Dude, we've had uh, Jesse in the car for like the whole movie. He's literally driving away for the whole movie. We have to get him out of the car." And so the scene with Jane, that's why they're on the hood of the car because he's literally in so many scenes driving away. <laughs> from his problems that like we got to get him on the hood of the car I just don't feel like it was running away I feel like it was moving forward I think running that's, to something yeah I think that's running the difference that I felt with the movie is that the tone wasn't him running away even with the cops it was like he wasn't necessarily running away he was right under everyone's noses mm-hmm. he was he was moving forward with that goal in mind but that was to move forward to the next I point. like what you talk about Stephen of him picking up lessons from people throughout obviously picking up from Brian Cranston and Walter White picking up from Jonathan Banks Michael Armentrout of the lessons throughout of the older people who have lived this lifestyle which is not a glam- it seems like a glamorous lifestyle but man it's a hard life and him picking up lessons yeah i mean a deal's a deal I mean, even, even in this episode, he's picking up lessons from Ed because mm-hmm. Ed, Ed won't give him the won't give him the the, the, the clean freedom. slate. But then he's like, "A deal is a deal." And then Ed doesn't send the cops after him. That's when Jesse calls him. Is like, "Okay, like that's a it, this is a moment where he has to decide whether he wants to be running for the rest of his life or actually do what he needs to do." I'll say though that for all the lessons that he's picked up from from the, you know all the many influences in his life, and I think that they have made him street smart. Obviously, like he gets he gets a little bit more savvy, even though he continues to like trust that people are going <laughs> to not screw him over. But um, he, but he stays true to himself, which is that Jesse's not a murderer. Like his body count is the lowest out of anybody on the show. He does not. Has only killed had in all five seasons. In all five seasons of Breaking Bad, he only ever killed three people, and then now in this episode, in this movie, he killed a couple more. But um, he, you know, he stayed true despite everything that he could have modeled. Obviously, even with the guys faking being cops, that was rough. Yeah, God, I've never wanted to punch someone. Yeah, Jesse particularly. I'm like, wake Mm. up, dude. Well, you, you mentioned him killing people at the end, and I think that is a very telling scene and one that I. I'm still kind of coming to grasp with with the welders and having the whole movie. He avoids shooting the cops. He avoids hurting other people. And then he has this scene where I I still don't quite understand. He just needed the 1800. I don't know why they wrote it in there for him to just kill everyone because it was they were sh- clearly showing his character they were giving him a chance he's like i'm still not going to kill you i'm going to give you a chance to do this right you can give me the 18 18- i'm not asking for 2000 i'm asking for 1800 and i'm giving you a chance to be a good human and uh that's that's your chance and so i've learned from the first two lessons of the movie where he trusted people and they screwed him over that by the third time he's like uh-uh, i'm not trusting anybody anymore and he gave him a chance to do the right thing they didn't do it and see you later pair it, pair it up with uh the the Reflection from Todd in the back, in the back, where he had the gun. He could have mm-hmm. killed Todd, and yeah. he decided yeah. not to. He gave up the yes. gun. He's trying to solve things in a way without violence, but at the right. same time, I think it was showing that he's st- he's not he's reformed, but he's not an idiot. If somebody's going to try to duel you with a gun, you, you know, you do it. You're yeah. either going to get shot or you're going to have to shoot. Did you guys get so fe- scared though it- when he was like telling where his money was? I'm like, what are you doing, man? They're going to jump you. But. It it was a, you have to kill me to get this money. There technically would have been other ways for him to get money. It wasn't a threat of, I'm going to kill you if you try to leave. It was, if you want this money, you have to kill me. 
And that's where I, I disagree a little bit because his back wasn't against the wall specifically. He needed the 1800, but we don't know if there was another. I mean, I honestly thought he was going to take the 1800 from his parents. I know, but well, my, which he, I think he planned. I think he had plans yeah, too. If, if they yeah. had there was it. no money there. All he found was two guns. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you you're you're missing one vital point is that the only reason Jesse didn't kill him in the apartment was because he was turning over a new leaf. Of course. But this is a guy that watched him jump left to right, left to right, while chained to a metal barrier. So Jesse was holding himself back from killing him in the first place, and the dude was just making it impossible to not act upon his emotions. He's still human. Yeah. Did either of any of you think that he would only take 1800 or did you think the entire time that he would take the entire third of the money? I thought he would take it if it if well, after that was after he had tried to only get eighteen hundred dollars. I was like, if he wins this, he's just gonna go. He's just gonna grab it and go. Mm-hmm. I didn't think he was only gonna take eighteen hundred dollars in that situation. Yeah, okay. and that's. I mean, I thought that he had every intention when he arrived at only getting eighteen hundred dollars. But then once 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 the uh, OK Corral situation went down, I, I'm like, yep, take your money, get on out of there. Did anyone else? That was like kind of the only moment in the movie that I was like. Okay. In terms of like, really, they're gonna duel it out. Like, I mean, I get it. It's a spaghetti western. Like, yeah. they're adding the cinematic spaghetti western element to the film. But I was just like, okay. Yeah. Like the other yeah. guys out there, just like watching along the sideline. Like, oh, we're gonna watch a shootout. Yeah, that <laughs> scene was just weird Vince, to me. Vince does a lot of throwbacks to old movies yeah. and a lot of throwbacks to old directorial like thing, things to do. So obviously. They're in the desert. They're, he's he's robbing of their money. It's it's a great moment, but it was a little. I had to just kind of get on board with it instead yeah. of like question it because yeah. the guy's coked out of his mind. Really, yeah. I think cocaine's the drug that a lot of people do when they're playing Russian roulette and things like that. Where it's just like you're you're so I wouldn't know. Amped <laughs> for that, I wouldn't, for I wouldn't that know, rush. Stephen. How do you? Do, so he's just you, chasing the rush. Yeah. <laughs> what did yeah. Uh, y'all think of the last scene with his parents and obviously the phone call? Ugh, it's so heartbreaking. I mean, on so many levels. I was, as soon as, like, they picked up the phone, I was like, oh, I was, like, got nervous. Like, I kind of was like, I don't know how this is going to go. Are they going to call the cops on him? Like, I just felt that kind of nervousness that I felt during the show where you're like, oh, where is this going? This might not be the best choice, but you don't, you'll just keep watching it kind of like, okay, we progress forward. So I got tense for sure. I was really happy. I was really Mm -hmm. happy that he got to give his parents that closure. Yep. Um, I think a lot of people, because I have a family member who dealt with uh, heroin uh, addiction, and a lot of the family involved blame themselves and say, what could I have done better? What could I have done more? And that's that's a pretty common theme of like parents thinking it's their fault for the choices that their kids made. So I really just, if not for anything for Jesse's character, I really thought this was a great scene to have in this movie. To have somebody saying that to their parents and have Jesse have the self-reflection. I mean, he was doing heroin with Jane. He was doing uh, all the drugs you can think of and stealing from his parents and all that. You have the whole history with his parents. And I I would assume you do a lot of self-reflection when you're locked in a box in the desert for a good long time. And sober while you're at it. So, Mm -hmm. like, if you're going to say he escapes and he's in the El Camino driving out of there... I really like that one of the things on his mind was an apology to his yep. parents. Yes. Of yeah. course. Yeah, no, absolutely. It gave it closure. And it's one of those moments, I don't know, as you get older, you're like looking at your own life and you're like, oh, 
Yeah, that's something, you know, yeah. you, the younger person would never do, but the older you get, you see the lessons, you see the reasoning. And so, yeah, I really thought that was great closure. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Jesse soundboard is, is, on, is on the thing. I don't know if this is the moment for it. <laughs> do, do you guys think Jesse is at peace? Yeah. No, no, I, no, I don't think that there's peace possible for Jesse. Not after what he's seen and witnessed. I don't think it's possible. I, I think he is, and I have a theory behind it that I'll get into when I get to my Easter eggs. But I think, okay. I think he is at peace right now. And I think he's at peace in the same way that the last frame of the season five with Breaking Bad was Walt's face just at, completely at peace with his creation. Mm-hmm. And now it's Jesse completely at peace with leaving it behind him and moving forward. Yeah. So because of the silence in the very end, you kind of figure like his, his, his brain stopped. He's not thinking about everything else. It's just... The clear open road. Well, he yeah. smirks. Yeah. yeah, but I'm saying that that silence to me made it seem like okay, I'm I'm done. I'm good. I'm Alaska. There yeah. is that smart. <laughs> I keep hearkening back to the to the quote from Mike, which was that you can't you can't you can free, you can leave it all behind, but you can't ever make it right. And like he knows that he can't make it right. So I think that I guess peace is a hard word for me to grapple with because he knows all the things that have gone wrong and that he's directly been the reason for them going wrong including the life of a little boy mike was the same way his daughter didn't want to speak to him that's it's it's really it's really interesting the similarities between mike and jesse and and that's why i really love that that was the opening of the of the of the story I really, this still leaves me with somewhat questions because i'm the realist who says the law is still after him but he's he's still in the u.s anymore no, he remembers. He remember. He's still in the U.S., but he remembers all the things. And again, this wasn't a national manhunt. You have to also remember that Jesse was only known to law enforcement as Jesse Pinkman, the dude who did a few things, and also the person of interest involved with this. They know he was trapped in a cage. They know who was in this. And this was Albuquerque. I don't necessarily <laughs> think it was like a national, countrywide manhunt for Jesse at this point. Yeah, I, I, it, it depends. They didn't really talk that much about it. Obviously, in you know the season five of Breaking Bad, when it became more of like an entire Southwest region and everything there, uh, they didn't really go into that. So I guess that's one of the questions that I don't know if we'll know the answer to. I'm glad we don't. I'm glad that they yeah. didn't try to dive in because they very easily could attract the cops going down after Badger in the in the car. Yeah. They could have found them finding Skinny Pete in the El Camino. Like, there's just so many directions they could have taken, which the trailer mm-hmm. would lead you to believe they would with the yep. DEA. Uh, yeah. questioning Skinny Pete that I'm glad they kept it focused. And that scene was never in the movie, the DEA nope, questioning not Skinny at all. Pete. It was just, yeah. it was just no. a promo yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, the other additional things, obviously lots of cameos yeah. going on in here. So uh, Brian cameos. Cranston, Jonathan Banks, Charles Baker, a lot going on there. But before we get to that, Stephen, uh, this is obviously just one of the few shows that we have at After Buzz. Yeah, we have over 100 after shows every single it's week. Crazy. Here. We've, we've covered over 700 series now. Breaking Bad was probably still within 100 to 200 when we were <laughs> when we when we were doing it. So After Buzz TV, we we cover all your favorite TV ho- shows here. So that's what makes us the ESPN of TV Talk. If you have TV shows we're not covering, hit us up. We'd love to cover them. But yeah, because of that, you can find reviews for anything you love and the only reason we do it is because of you guys the fans so we really appreciate you guys for making us the espn of tv talk and if you want to help support us because we give you all this for free hit that subscribe button hit that like button leave a comment after this video is done because i know a lot of people you know watched this a few days ago they still haven't seen this movie so these comments after the fact should be pumping so like
like go ahead and comment there and we'll definitely definitely talk about it. absolutely and again that live chat's up and running we got lock one two one in there uh share your thoughts on uh, things that we're going to be talking about coming up so talking about the cameos again a lot of people were you guys surprised by anyone that they included or didn't include you go, go ahead, ahead. <laughs> but I, you owe me a coke <laughs> deal i would have loved to have seen um just out of morbid curiosity what's going on with skylar and flynn and mm, holly yeah. um just because you know the way we left them in uh, season five finale i just I'm like how do they pick up and have a normal life i'm, I'm still so invested in that storyline even though this is all about jesse i would have i would have been interested in seeing uh those guys mm-hmm. i think jesse was not involved with them at all like, really, even when you sure. watch the series, like, Jesse Jesse had his storylines, Walt had his storylines. Walt's were family-related, Jesse's were more, like, different acquaintance-related and stuff like that. I They didn't interact, and when they did, Skyler was, like, hated him to his bones. At yeah. this moment, if they tried to pigeonhole those people into the sh- movie, I just would not have liked it. You're right, it w- it, and it wouldn't have felt natural. I just curiosity, since we're going back into that world, I'm like, oh, what's going on? But you're right, it wouldn't have, it would not have meshed well with Jesse's story. I was... Oh, yes. sorry. Was it any surprise that Brian Cranston was back? No surprise. No surprise. Just the way they did it. Yeah. I think it was. I think it was a well done scene. Obviously, Jesse and Walt are at their best when they're in cafe and cafes. Yep. Walt's yes. Walt. Walt has many milestone moments of his character in cafes in this series. Uh, Jesse, obviously, I love that he's getting the pineapple and everything like that. But just with the RV outside, it was it was the nostalgia factor more than anything. It yeah. was let's pull out something from. Season one, maybe mid-season two on the timeline, and let's just, like, they just cooked a mill and a half worth of methamphetamine. (laughs) Like, that's insane. This is before they got into the business of creating empires. This was just them having way too much product on their hands and not knowing how to move it. True story, I ate pineapple on the way to studio. (laughs) Just so you know. (laughs) What about Kristen Ritter, Jane? I wasn't expecting to see her, but it was was a really nice moment for me because, you know, her character brought out a certain side of Jesse that we didn't see in the show until she came in and changed his character for the better and the worst. And when she when she died, it kind of had him unravel a little bit. So to see him kind of see that symmetry at the end, I was like, that's kind of a sweet, nice moment to have like this echo back as well. Totally. So. It was the most peaceful moment that I felt from... I mean, aside from the very finale when, he, when he's driving off, but I felt like that was such a nice gift to give Jesse that moment of which we didn't get to see throughout the show of like this connection and this um, different non-drug induced connection that they had. Yeah. That was really sweet. One of the best things that I'm looking forward to is we're finally to this part of the show and Steven's going to be taking over talking about Easter eggs because there were a lot. <laughs> Obviously we're Easter eggs from the original Breaking Bad, Easter eggs from Better Call Saul. Steven, you found a lot of these. I mean, yeah there's, there's lots of cameos that we'll go through really quick. We'll just rush to it um, the scene with uh, with Mike Ermintrout and Jesse is reminiscent. It's the last scene between Mike and Jesse, and then you move forward. Well, it might not actually be the last scene between, but you move forward, and this is the goodbye to Mike Ermintrout, him sitting with Walt, them gazing over the river. So that was another that was a throwback to the series. Moving forward, we have uh, Skinny Pete and Badger. Obviously, the Star Trek Enterprise in the background is a callback. Uh, just then, we move on to Ed. This was another cameo that was, or Old Joe. This is a really great cameo to bring so him well back done. into it. Yeah. Uh, and then the conversation about magnets and how he didn't really think it would work. That's a callback to when <laughs> yeah. they broke in to steal the big thing of methylamine. Yes. Um, moving forward, we have the return of Jesse Plemons as Todd. Just really great to see the dynamic between the two of them again from the cage. Moving forward. 
Uh, this was the song that they had that Jesse was singing alone. It's just kind of funny that he's singing about sharing the night together when Jesse's in the trunk of the car. I couldn't, if anyone has anything on this, on Dr. Hook, I tried to research into it and see anything, but I could not find anything on it. Um, I'd have to rewatch the last episode to see if maybe that's the song that's playing somewhere in there, but I couldn't really find anything. Moving forward, we have, uh, keep going. So snow globes, if you zoom in on the snow globes, Brie, you don't have to do this, but you'll see a few Easter eggs from throughout. Like there's a bear in one of the snow globes, which is a reference to the bear with one eye that after the flight, uh, on the far right, you'll see the kid riding a dirt bike. Uh, you'll see like a baby on the far left. There's just lots of little like Easter eggs from the series on that. And if you go to the next picture, which is a picture of his tarantula, you see a kid who is half fallen down the tarantula and then somebody like this, like, oh, my God, right there in the foreground, yeah. which is a reference to the episode in which Todd, the it opens on the tarantula. The kid walks up with the jar and captures the tarantula. It's the same kid that Todd shoots. Yeah. So it's kind of like a, a huge Easter egg to, to Todd's character. Go forward. And this was just not less, not much of an Easter egg, but one of the coolest shots of this entire movie is the time-lapse scene where Jesse is just scrambling to find the money within Todd's apartment. Just such a well-done scene. Yeah, the cinematography in that moment stopped. We, we had a watching party, and the room stopped to go, oh my god, cool shot. Like, it was just ex- it was, extraordinary. And there was a lot of cool shots in yeah. the show. Yeah. Which they've done, they did time-lapses in Breaking Bad, too, so yeah, it was yeah. cool to be able to see this in the movie. Yeah. yeah. Next... We have, uh, obviously, this is Leon. I just took a screenshot so you can see that this is him in the in the current form. And then if we go to the next one, we'll see him in the flashback. He actually was not in Breaking Bad at all, if anyone was questioning themselves on like whether or not they saw him. This was a, uh, a shot, a, a scene filmed just for the movie. But okay. we did get the throwback to the other character from the squad that Walt kills in the end of season five. Uh, and then this was a really terrible scene of him just like oh, running back and forth with the crushing. picture of Brock yeah. and his mom yeah. as the as the blackmail leverage. Moving forward, we have uh, the best quality vacuum, which is the same location from the the show. Nice to have a throwback. Uh, we did get the uh, move forward to the next one. Obviously, Robert Forster. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get into Rest the sad in news about that beforehand. Uh, I love that Jesse tried to come up with the the name and. <laughs> Me, myself, I could not come up with what the item was to order. But you know it now. The dust filter for his Hoover Max Extract Pressure Pro Model 6D. He mm. was so close. I don't know how Jesse couldn't remember that. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> Next, we have uh, Jesse opening the safe. We see the 22, but also in his other hand, we have a Snubnose 38. So we'll get to that in a bit. Let's go to the next one. Uh, this character is actually... Uh, a character from Better Call Saul, the bouncer. Go to the next one. You will see that it's David Maddy, the, the the actor, and he plays next. He plays Man Mountain in Pimento and Pinata from Better Call Saul. So that's kind of oh. nice to see, like the world building there. Moving on, we have uh, a scene where Jesse has the snub nose thirty eight in his in his pocket. Go to the next one and then bring it back. So this is the a better shot of the pistol. The next photo, there we go. This is the better shot of the pistol. Shows it's a snub nose. Then we'll go back to the this one. So if we skip forward two photos, you'll see in the scene snub nose thirty eight uh, from the episode when Walt buys the pistol ori- buys a pistol originally, he puts it in his jacket and the first time he pulls it out, he completely fumbles yeah. it. Uh, 
that's why it's just kind of a throwback that Jesse leaves it in his jacket and shoots him through the jacket. Because the reason why Walt puts it in his pants is to avoid having to even mm. pull it out and waste the time. Because in this scene, he gives a thing about some guys out there are all fingers. Uh, basically saying, Walt, if you can't pull it out faster than that, you're going to get your ass shot. Yeah. <laughs> so that was cool. Moving on to the next one. And then I just loved this shot. I thought it was a great send-off to Walt if we're going to get an, a cameo from him. Looking out over the RV, mentioning you've created something great in your life. This is him realizing the kind of looking forward to the empire he's about to build because this is beforehand. Right. Next, this is the letter to Brock. If nobody noticed it, um, Brock is now obviously an orphan which is pretty sad, yeah. but he found out the address through uh, through Ed, and Ed's going to send a goodbye letter. So the only people he says goodbye to are his parents and Brock, who he feels guilty for, because obviously. What do you guys think is in the letter? I think it's explaining everything. Do you? Yeah, I think it's everything. Wow. Because Brock knew Jesse. It wasn't just like some guy that was around. Brock knew who Jesse was. Mm-hmm. So I think Jesse didn't want to run away in terms of letting Brock know why his mother was shot. I think it's like a straight up, this is what happened. Hmm. Because he deserved to know, right? Yeah, that's a good thought. I would would be curious to see what everybody else out there watching or watched is thinking. Because I just, I I thought he's still so young. He's what, 10 years old now, 9 years old now? Yeah, probably. um, In in the universe time. Um, So I just feel like that's a lot to to throw on a 10-year-old. And I think Jesse is aware enough that that might be shocking for a kid to hear so I kind of thought it would be more sort of fluff and maybe like a you know telling him that he loves him kind of thing so here we're going to get into a little bit of an easter egg theory uh, if you if you want to go to the next picture so this is the license plate at the end of El Camino Mm. Uh, notice that the Alaska license plate is yellow go to the next photo and I'll just use my finger so we don't annoy audio listeners. So in this scene, this is the scene from El Camino where Jesse's with Jane. Jesse is in a yellow hoodie with black. Go to the next one. Jesse's with Jane, or this is his sheets. His sheets are yellow. Go to the next one. Interesting. I he's see wearing yellow. This is here. when he's in wow. with this is when he's in the relationship with Jane. Next, we have him with the shorts after he was she was staying at his house. Next, they're yellow, by the way. Uh, This is the jacket he's wearing when he's with her. Next, uh, this is the jacket. This is the the shirt he's wearing when he meets her. So there's a huge color wardrobe uh, shift going on between Jesse with red and yellow. Mm -hmm. So you could attribute it to yellow is when he's in love with Jane, or you can attribute it to uh, when Jesse's happy, it's the yellow colors. And when he's dealing with Walt or when he's dealing with conflict, it's the red colors. Go to the next photo. You'll see that the car when he's working with Walt at that time is red, but the license plate just has a little bit of yellow in it. Go to the next one. You'll see uh, this is right afterwards when he's just working with uh, when he's working with Walter White in the desert. So he's met Jane, but now he's working with Walt. So his shirt's red. Go to the next one. This is him waking up, I believe, in the timeline. This is after she has died. Yeah, I think so, when he's yeah. at the house. So he, yeah. it's, it's Walt. He's in the red. Go to the next one. We have him. This is towards the end of Jane, where he, they're together, but they're upset because Walt doesn't want them to live the life they want to live. So it's a lot of conflict. Jesse's kind of been influenced heavily by Walt at this moment. And then if we go to the last one, I believe, this is him right before they do the heroin at the very end because wow. they're conflicted yeah. about... Uh, what they actually want because they're trying to escape it, but they don't. And lastly, if this, oh, that's so that's that's the next one we're going to. So if you think about it, we get a nice scene with Jane right at the end. 
Yellow is kind of what I'm attributing to Jesse's happiness, and when we have the last license plate being something yellow and him driving off in the sunset, untainted by red in a blue car, license plate yellow with blue writing, it's Jesse forging his own path, yeah, happy, not influenced by other people. And it's still unconfirmed, by the way, that they chose yellow because of AfterBuzz, right? It's still, <laughs> still, still unconfirmed. unconfirmed. I mean, there's, there's the word's rumors. still out. There's, there's rumors. rumors, but... I didn't know that there... I love color theory, so that's fascinating that's to me. Huge. It's something I didn't notice, but also, that means they've been doing this for a long time. Like, this yeah. isn't just something that they chose last minute. Like, it's something to put thought into. And you learn a lot from color theory, so that's something I didn't notice that I was... That, thank you for pointing out there, Stephen. And Vince lastly, Logan is huge on color. I'm sorry to cut you off. And I will say that he specifically talked about Jesse's wardrobe um, and very intentionally going from dark to light. And you'll notice in the last scene when he's driving off into his snowy-filled uh, sunset, he's wearing a white sweater. Yeah. Um, so it's, it is supposed to... It was very an intentional choice. Yeah, that's the photo. An intentional choice to... Uh, and, and when we start the movie, he's in all black, dark. Obviously dark, dark dreary colors and then he ends with a a very smart looking white turtleneck Jesse. Yeah, he's yeah. wearing a gray uh, pullover or a gray um, thermal underwear at the end of season five and now in the end of this he's wearing a nice gray with a white shirt underneath. So yeah. it's 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 just a really uh, really cool theory to watch. I love watching Breaking Bad over and over again to check, to like look for these things and rewatch them. But yeah, those are the Easter eggs I picked up. Those I'm are sure some there's good pulls, I'm Steven. sure there's so many more guys. Yeah, good pulls. <laughs> That's awesome. Pack them in to That's everything. Awesome. <laughs> uh, real quick before we get into the news, I just want to. Do we think this is this is it? Do we think there's more? Better call Saul. Yeah. I think that's it. I don't think they're going to go back into Breaking Bad. I don't know that I would want them to. I know it's so just. I didn't it, even want this. I I didn't think I wanted this. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that they need to end it, at least in this this chapter of it. I mean, who else could we go? I mean, I guess Skinny Pete and Badger are still hanging out. Like they they're they're available, but I mean, they're they're still the Walt Junior Breakfast spinoff. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's uh, 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 Aaron Paul was asked about that in an Entertainment Weekly article. If he would do another movie, kind of uh, skirted around the the answer. Just said uh, he'd love to work with Vince again, be able to do something. I would be the luckiest guy in Hollywood. I feel so blessed to be able to work alongside. Uh, of not only a genius, but such a humble, beautiful one. So and Teresa Sands in the chat says, I believe Jesse's first car was yellow when he met Walt. Ooh. Interesting. I think, it, I think it was definitely a bright color. But yeah, I yeah. think it might have been. That ridiculous, Jesse and his ridiculous yeah. Someone else has noticed the color in there, too. They Absolutely. should be a car museum for all the cars that have been in Breaking Bad. There have been some good ones, <laughs> yeah. including, of course, the El Camino. Absolutely. I want to get into the news, uh, which obviously we were talking about Robert Forster yes. and the cast reaction. Yeah. So, um, as you guys probably know by now, Robert Forster, who played Ed, uh, the vacuum disappear guy, uh, passed away this Friday. Uh, the day sad. it came out. The yeah. day the movie was released. Um, and so, obviously, of course, the cast, not just of, of Breaking Bad, but actors in the community abroad were, you know, outpouring of support. Um, Aaron Paul tweeted, I am heartbroken to hear the news of the passing of Robert Forster. My God, I had the privilege of knowing this beautiful man and working alongside him, a true gentleman that loved to act. Uh, I love you, my friend. Thank you for loving me. You are always and will be a legend. So lots of, um, and the whole cast, Brian Cranston, um, everybody sort of tweeting out their Support and love for Robert, which is just just a sad, sad. Everyone in the industry, if you have not watched Jackie Brown, uh, Quentin Tarantino attributes the film's popularity solely to Robert Forrester. Like, I saw Samuel L. Jackson tweeted out something. I mean, yeah, yeah, the the number of A-list celebrities who are appreciative for his work. 
He's a, he's a legend. He's been he's been in the business since he was a kid. I mean, the pictures that they are posting of him, uh, sort of in remembrance, are I'm like, wow, I didn't realize what a what a handsome young guy he was. Super long IMDb. Yeah, <laughs> he's 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 done lots of work. So very sad to see him pass, but um, kind of. A, a beautiful mm. time. I was gonna say, yeah. a, a fitting with the the ending of the movie of like it kind of going yeah. off and a closure a little bit. Yeah, never never a happy thing to see a youngish guy. He's still pretty young, right? Still- yeah. Uh, final thing before we kind of close out, uh, just talking about the secrecy of this movie being made. We mm-hmm. had talked obviously about, you know, nobody knew it was coming. It was announced two months ago or a month and a half ago, which was wild. It was filmed in November of last year, uh, and in an Entertainment Weekly article, Aaron Paul was talking about the. They literally were walking around like Star Wars cloaks yeah. to be able to avoid being seated. They flew Brian Cranston on a private jet to the location, never seen in public together. I couldn't go out and hang with Matt or Charles. I could only see them on set. Uh, and so it, it was amazing, just the steps. Was it shocking that that this was yeah. all done? Yeah, three months they shot in Albuquerque. So three months and there was not one leak? That's pretty dang good. I they- mean, I think it, it goes to show, because they say in the article, I believe I read the same one, uh, the entire diner scene was full mm-hmm. of cast, Correct. friends, and family. Crew, yeah, and crew. So it's just really, it's really cool. It goes to show that when people actually genuinely care about something, they're not going to sell it out or let the secrets flow. Yeah. It probably helps that it was in Albuquerque, too, and not, like, in L.A., because there's probably a little bit easier to keep it a secret. I mean, they like f- he, he's doing a, an on-Broadway <laughs> freaking uh, performance at the time, and yeah. they he took two nights off of it to fly out there to shoot the scene and get back. Which is just incredible. Uh, and again, the movie, I think, Incredible movie, incredible performance. I think mixture. I, you guys have won me over a little bit as far as liking the movie. Maybe I just went in with too high expectations. But you, what about his performance? At the very least, can you say Aaron I Paul's mean, performance obviously was incredible? performance yeah. was really incredible. Yeah. And, and the, the neighborhood, the neighbor, the nosy neighbor was pretty great. <laughs> oh, yeah. there was so a, good. There was a lot of moments in it. It felt it. It if nothing else, Mike. Did you, when you were watching it, did you at least get that feeling of like, oh, I'm watching Breaking Bad oh, of again? Of course, yeah, yeah. it and definitely that, provided that great feeling, like the feeling of meth, like it's the addiction <laughs> we all have, comfortable, the addiction we all have of Breaking Bad. We got to get our fix again. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think we're done. I think there's something else. Do I don't know what it is. Better I don't know Saul. if it's another spinoff. Yeah, but Better Call Saul is coming to an end too. <laughs> it's Saul just like visiting Alaska it's for just, no reason. <laughs> We'll see what happens. But until then, until we're back here, maybe sometime in the future covering that, Katie, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on, on social media at KT underscore Christine. Ashley. Very good. Uh, hey, guys, thanks so much for talking with us today. If you want to continue this conversation or any other, find me on all social media at Ashley on camera. Steven. You guys can find me on Twitter at Stephen Lemieux, as well as hosting the Mr. Robot After Show here in about two hours, Sundays at 8 p.m., as well as producing Maria Menounos' podcast, Better Together with Maria. Check it out every single Monday, because when you know better, you get better. Love that. Great podcast. Go check that out. You can find me at the only MC on Twitter and on Instagram for your daily inspiration and motivation. Guys, thank you so much for joining us for this incredible breakdown of El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie. See you later. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.